Canine Cast number five. Hello, everyone. This is Tara from the Canine Cast. We recorded this episode last night before the tragedy that unfolded in London this morning. Because of that, we debated whether or not we should actually post this episode today as planned or whether we should hold off out of respect because our hearts go out to all those who have been affected by this in London, in Great Britain, and in the rest of the world. However, because of the subject matter in this episode, which is disaster preparedness for your dog, we thought that this might be even more important for us to go ahead and post it today. It's the Canine Cast with Tara and Walter. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Canine Cast. This is Tara. And this is Walter. And first of all, tonight we have a kind of a special announcement. We have recently found out that we are within the error cone of a hurricane, which basically means that it may be headed our way this weekend. So, because of that, we don't know yet if we're going to be able to put together a podcast to put up on Monday. So we just wanted to let you know that there may be a break in the podcast due to Hurricane Dennis. And if there is no podcast on Monday, we still will be back on Thursday like normal. So please go ahead and stay subscribed, check the website, and we'll be back up and running as soon as possible you know, if, uh, if, if luck is on our side. So in, um, I guess, in honor of this very special occasion, uh, hurricane season getting quite active here and uh, getting us once again We wanted to go ahead and talk a little bit about that tonight. Uh, Last year, we actually did have to go ahead and evacuate with our dogs. Um, We almost had to do that twice, but um, the second time at the last minute, it kind of turned the other way. So what happened last year actually was quite fun. We went ahead and got the house already, got everything packed up, got our human and doggy disaster kits ready, packed up everything in the cars, drove to my parents house to evacuate and what ended up happening was the storm turned and while it was a beautiful day where we actually live at my parents house where we actually were we got hit by the hurricane so essentially we we evacuated into its path and ended up spending a number of hours with six people and five dogs that's um, my basically my family and all of our combined dogs in the family all together in a little tiny hallway for a lot for a lot of hours with a big storm going on outside and no power so that was pretty fun um actually actually i mean i say i say that but actually in some ways it was kind of a uh bonding experience and it was very exciting not that i necessarily want to repeat that this year but um it was it was an experience So what I would like to talk about tonight actually is disaster preparation for you and your dogs, uh, which of course you can also apply to your other pets, but this is the kind of thing that you have to plan for in advance because at the time, you know, you, first of all, you may not have time to plan for it. You may not know that it's coming, but even if you do much like people supplies, the animal supplies tend to be, uh, tend to go off the store shelves rather fast. So you want to be sure that you have those on hand. Now, first of all, a few things that you can do to plan ahead. One great thing 
is to make sure that your dog is crate trained. Now, people have different have different thoughts about crates and dogs, but a few things that you may want to know, crates are an invaluable tool for training your dogs and putting them there when you want to keep them out of trouble and keep them safe. Also, dogs naturally like to have a little space that's their own, much like humans, you know, we have our bedroom that we can retire to that is a place that's a place that's just ours. Now, the dog's crate serves the same purpose. And for the for their crate, basically I'm talking about, you know, just um normally a wire or plastic um kind of kind of box that they go in if you haven't ever seen a crate before and basically it has a door on it so they can go in and out. You can close the door if you need to keep them in there for any reason and the rest of the time you can leave the door open or take it off so that they can just come in and out at will. It's a great tool for housebreaking dogs when they're either young or when they're coming into your house for the first time and haven't been housebroken yet. But for the rest of their life, it's a great tool because it becomes their own little safe private spot where they can go. Now, if your dog is crate trained and is comfortable in this spot in your home, then when you are getting ready to evacuate, you have this little piece of home that you can take with you that uh, it makes your dog more comfortable and helps to calm them down. And possibly even more importantly, when you evacuate, if you are lucky enough to find a shelter that allows pets, or you're lucky enough to find a hotel that will allow you to bring your pets in or what have you, a lot of those public areas will require that you actually do keep your animals inside some type of a carrier or at least have them restrained. That is for your pet's protection as much as for you know yours and the facilities and so on and so forth. If you are in a shelter, say, with other animals and you don't know what those animals are like and your dog is not used to them and everybody's stressed out, including the animals, that could be a difficult situation. But if your dog's in a crate, it's safe. It's, it's kind of comfortable and it has a little bit of home with it. So make sure if you do not have a crate already, make sure to go ahead and get one and make sure that it's portable. You don't want to have necessarily one crate that they have at home and then something that's totally different that you suddenly spring on them at a stressful time. So that's number one. Another thing that you can do, and we brought this up on the show before, is actually to microchip your dog so that your dog has some form of ID. Of course, you want it to wear its um, ID and collar as well, but if that should come off, the microchip is permanent ID that is always linked to you, and it goes into a national database. If anybody finds your pet, they can bring it to somewhere with a scanner. The people with the scanner can go over your pet, find the microchip, match it up with you, and get you and your dog back together, which is what we want. And again, during, during these stressful times and any types of disaster, all kinds of things can happen. So the best way to protect yourself and your dog is to plan ahead with the microchip so that if you're separated, they can get you back together. Another thing to do is to go ahead and do some kind of a buddy system with a neighbor so that in case a disaster strikes and you don't know it's coming, if they are home, they can look after your pets. If you are home, you can look after their pets. And between between you, somebody is going to be able to help take care of all of the pets. 
and it may be a good idea to go ahead and do this with a few neighbors so that you know if multiple people are out then everybody kind of has somebody has somebody else to look for and find out what's going on so that's an extra way to go ahead and take care of your pets and also take a little bit of the stress off of yourself knowing that they will be taken care of if you cannot get back to them in a certain amount of time so these are things that you need to um, plan way ahead in order to do now the other thing that you're going to want to do is to always have an evacuation kit kind of ready for you to go so if you do have to evacuate you can either you either can grab these things right away or you have your you know a box that they're in ready to go um, I'm gonna just go ahead and do a list of the things you're gonna want in your evacuation kit for your dog and we're gonna definitely have this posted on the website too for you guys to to have already in hand when you're finished listening to the show absolutely absolutely so that way you'll just have a checklist you can go down it and make sure that you have all these things for your dogs in some ways it kind of mirrors the human list a little bit but basically um, all you need to do is kind of think about your dog's needs the same way that you would think about your own if you were going to have to evacuate or leave your home for a little while or even if you don't have to evacuate even if you get to stay at home but um, like like what happened last year when we were in the area that was hit by the hurricane nobody there was evacuated because it was inland however there was no power for some people for weeks and with that they had to um, you know they had to boil their water if they could even get water pumped into their homes and a number a number of other things that made that made it a little bit more difficult but so long as they had a disaster kit then they were set so without further ado the dog disaster kit you will want to have leashes of course so you can hold on to your dog um, their crates are considered part of your disaster kit as well because you don't want to forget to bring those with you. Also, food and water. A lot of places will say to have enough food and water for a few days. However, it's probably best if you have enough on hand for two weeks. Now, for dry food, make sure that you have it sealed up in something that will keep it dry in case you know, in case of a hurricane, I mean, you don't know, you could be going through floodwaters. So keeping it in the bag, it might get ruined. Make sure that it's in some type of an um, air sealed Tupperware container, those kinds of things that are easily portable, but that will also be able to keep the wetness out. If it's canned food, of course, remember to bring a can opener because that would be, that's quite annoying. These are little things that you can forget if you don't already have them in your, in your kit. For water, for people they say, you know, you want basically a gallon a day per person. For your dogs, it's going to, of course, depend on the size of your dog. But as a rough estimate, you could go ahead and do essentially for your dogs what you're going to do for yourself. And that will probably be enough to get them by. Unless you have one of the giant breeds and then you're, you may want a little bit more water, um, maybe a gallon and a half. And here I want to add that when you're buying the water uh, for yourself and for your dogs uh, that unfortunately you're going to want to go with the um, more expensive water bottles at least in our experience we last year our, our hurricane kit consisted of a couple of 30 cent gallon bottles uh, from the store um, not just a couple but you know it was made up of several of those and a couple of the uh, you know Zephyr Hills brand um, you know more sturdier bottles and uh, you know I don't know when it was that we discovered that there was a puddle inside of our 
house uh, and a couple of empty plastic jugs sitting on the floor uh, near our kit area. And uh, that puddle, I guess, was indirectly uh, from, from the hurricanes, even <laughs> though it wasn't directly rain. It was, you know, we did have water from them it in was the house, sort of. <laughs> Exa exactly. That It wasn't from the hurricanes raining in our house. It was from the hurricane kit. But um, but Walter's exactly right. the The time to find out that your that your water bottles are broken and no longer hold water is not is not while you're evacuating. So first of all, make sure that even even after you prepare your kit, that you do check it periodically to make sure that everything in there is still fresh and still working and will still do for you what you need it to do. But also, as he said, with the water particularly, go ahead and in this case spring for the more you know for the sturdier bo bottles they may be a little bit more expensive but it's better than not having the water when you need it so that way you'll be all set um, now of course with the food and the water it makes it awfully difficult for your dogs to eat and drink if there's nothing to eat or drink them out of so make sure that you include some bowls and these can these can be either the collapsible travel kinds of bowls that you can get or they can you can just, uh, you know, bring some stainless steel ones just like you would use um, normally to feed them. Either way is fine so long as you, as you have them for your dogs. Also, make sure that you have a lot of pictures of your dogs. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure most people out there, especially with, um, with digital cameras nowadays, probably have a plethora of pictures. But make sure that you remember to bring some of those with you when you're actually evacuated if they're all on your computer and you don't have any electricity so you can't hook them up then that makes it a little bit tougher um the pictures are basically for again again um you know not not that anybody wants this to happen but during a disaster it's your pet is more likely to escape than most other times so if your pet should get lost in any way your picture will help for people to identify it so that you can be reunited um, more quickly. Also bring along your vet information and vaccination records. And with the vaccination records, of course, always remember to keep your shots current on your animals, but bring those records along so that you can prove that they're current as well. Um, for vet information, bring the information for your vet so that you can call them if you need to, but also wherever you are going, Try to find out the contact information for an emergency vet in that area so in case anything should happen and you need one, you know exactly where to go. Alrighty. Now, a few, a few more vet type things. Um, medications. Again, you're going to want to have at least two weeks worth of those and you're going to have to kind of make sure that you have those all the time because you're not necessarily going to be able to get them at the last minute. So just always make sure that you have an extra supply of your pet's medications on hand for your, for your disaster kit. And as well, make sure that you have those for yourself because, you know, tough to give your dogs the medications if you're not on your own and not doing so well. Okay, ID for your dogs. We already talked about the microchip, which you've hopefully done. And also hopefully your dog as a normal um, matter of course, wears a collar with an ID tag. Um, hopefully not only your ID tag, but the ID tag for your vet as well. Now, what you also are going to want in the event of a disaster is an extra collar and ID tag. Because if your dog does happen to slip out of theirs, you're going to want another one to put on them right away. So that if your 
you know, if anything happens to your dog, if they somehow get away from you, somebody can get your phone number and reunite them with you as soon as possible. For the phone numbers to put on there, uh, also keep in mind that if you're evacuated from your house, then you may not be able to use that phone, as well as if the phone lines go down, you won't be able to use that phone. So while it's fine to have your home phone number on that tag, also try to put on an alternate phone number, which may be your cell phone or it may be a member of your family in a different area somewhere else that um, these people will be able to reach you. Now, you're also going to want a first aid kit. A first aid kit for humans should probably suffice, although they do have first aid kits specifically for dogs that have all kinds of, um, of interesting things in them as well. So just make sure that you bring along a full first aid kit of some, of some type and that you know how to use what's in there because the time to, the, the time to find out is not when you actually need it. Things are a little bit too stressful at that point necessarily to be able to use it the way you need to. So make sure that you have checked through the first aid kit and you know what's in there and you know what to do with all of it. Don't forget to bring a pooper scooper, plastic bag, something like that to pick up after your animal because thing, things, things will be kind of crazy enough without you having to worry about that at the, at the time of the disaster. So make sure that you bring your plastic bags along and if, you, if you're questioning whether you have enough, bring more. Definitely. Always err on the side of too many with that. Bring blankets, not only because it will be another thing that makes, makes it kind of homier for your dog and is familiar, but also um, you may need to, you know, wrap up your dog. You may need to, you know, if they're cold for any reason or wet, you may need to cover them up. Or depending on what happens, you may run into a situation where for some reason they don't have their dog beds, they don't have their crates to sleep in, they may need to sleep outside, whatever. Um, bring your blankets so they have something comfy to sleep on. Now last are their dogs, beds, treats, toys, anything that you can think of that's going to be good for your dog to help calm them and soothe them because they get stressed out just like we do. And for them, for them, they don't even know what's going on. I mean, you can, you can tell them a hurricane's coming and the track and everything, but that doesn't really mean anything to them. <laughs> so as, as, smart, as, smart as, they, as smart as they are, there are some, some things that are just different for us versus them. So make sure to bring along anything you can to help soothe them and make it um, a more pleasant experience. Um, so... Their treats, toys, rawhides, things to chew on are great stress relievers, so bring those as well. And last but not least, in your dog evacuation kit, you have everything packed. Don't forget your dog, <laughs> because people do some pretty funny things when, they, when uh, you're, you're running around and trying to go places and do things. So, of course, bring your dog with you. Um, and, and on top of that, Make sure that when you leave, that your dog is with you wherever wherever you go. This may sound pretty obvious, but again, when things are going on and you're not necessarily, you know, thinking quite, uh, quite as um, as well as you might normally, make just make sure that that your dog is with you. Make sure to check on them to see that they're there at all times and kind of keep them close by, so that if anything strange should happen, you can react to it right away in the way that will be best for them. Now, another thing that you should hopefully have is a plan on where you're going to go 
in addition to that, have a backup plan because you never know what's going to happen. If you, you know, if you're planning on evacuating to your Aunt Shirley's house and then turns out that Aunt Shirley has 17 other people there and, and you know, three of those people have aggressive dogs that won't be safe for you to be around, well, you might want to go somewhere else. Or it could, or it could just be with disasters, the roads get clogged and you cannot get to where you want to go. So make sure that you have a backup plan and make sure that with all of these plans that your pets are considered and that these are definitely places where you're going to be able to bring your pet. A lot of places will kind of relax their rules because they do understand during these times. However, you can't count on that and you don't want to, at the time that this is going on, find out that some place is not relaxing their rules because that's just added stress that you don't need. If you are, if you are needing some type of a hotel or, or bed and breakfast or some type of lodging to go to, there is a great website that has a list of pet friendly places to go. It's called petswelcome.com and we'll link to it on our site. You can go there again ahead of time and look to see what places are where that are pet friendly so that you can find some places kind of, you know, in your area, but where you may be evacuated if that comes to pass or where you may need to go if something happens to your own home so that you can make sure that they will accept your dogs and you can do whatever you need to do beforehand so that you will be able to bring your dogs there, such as make sure that you have crates, um, which you should anyway, because that would make everything easier on everybody. Now, as we said before, when a disaster is happening, you're not necessarily thinking in your right mind. So you have to consciously remember your basic safety. Um, like we said before, keep your animal with you. While you're traveling, be sure not to leave your dog in the car unattended, especially right now. It's really, really hot. Um, it's the middle of summer. And as you all probably know, the heat in your car can go up so high so very quickly that it can seriously um, cause, cause some severe damage to your dog within minutes. So if you, have to, if you have to get out somewhere, get directions, whatever, take your dog with you. That way, you know what's going on, you know your dog's there, you know your dog's safe, and you know that it's not overheating in the car. Um, make sure, too, if you have people with you, that they also um, can help you to be in charge of your pets. Um, keep them with you, keep them cool, that kind of thing. Try to keep your pet calm through this whole ordeal um, all, as much as possible by sticking as closely to their normal routine as possible. Try to feed them at the same time every day um, as, as you normally would, even if, even, even though, no, they're not gonna be eating necessarily in the same place, but if they have their crate, you can go ahead and feed them in their crate at whatever time you normally feed them just to make things go a little bit smoother. Now, you'll go through your disaster, whatever happens afterward, there will probably be a lot of a lot of debris and a lot of things there that you're not necessarily used to seeing down power lines and things that are fallen over things that haven't quite fallen over but maybe will within minutes um, last year when we went through the hurricane the next day going outside was was kind of a dangerous thing to do i mean you had to be very careful where you stepped and what you saw and you had to really look every time you turned around because there were all kinds of things there that you weren't expecting, all kinds of debris. Now for your animals, 
they don't even know to look where they're going necessarily. They can pick through to a certain extent, but it's really up to you to keep them safe. So don't let them roam. And of course, it's not a really good idea to let them roam next to cars and traffic under the best of circumstances. But even within your own backyard, do not let them out of your house unless they are on a leash and they are with you so that you can guide them around the debris and the wreckage that will be there. Um, in addition, in addition, make sure that they are on a lead because if they were to get out and go somewhere, their the normal things that they're used to running into, normal markers and things may be gone. If you open your back door, your fence may be gone. So um, make sure make sure that they're on a leash and that they're with you at all times. Um, I think I've pretty much run the gamut from um, getting getting your kit together before you ever even hear about the disaster to what to do afterwards. Anything to add, Walter? Uh, of course, if you guys have anything else to add for us that we can update the website with on uh, to add to the kit or, you know, additional questions and comments about it, please contact us with the inf uh, by using the in contact information posted at the end of the show or on the website. All right, terrific, terrific. And, um, but please, please go ahead and get all of this together now. I know it's a lot of information that I've just kind of thrown out there. But by pl by planning ahead and getting this together before you're actually facing whatever the disaster may be, um, it may it may mean all the difference for you as well as for your pets. And you'll always have it. You know, we still have our system uh, that we set up from last year. We still have our kit. I'm looking at it in the box right now across the room from here, and uh, it's a great thing. Yes, but just remember to check it to make sure that everything still you know works is up to date. Um, is what you need, but but yeah, basically basically you do it once, and then afterwards it's easy maintenance. Exactly. So now you know everything that you need in order to prepare for a disaster. So we'll go ahead and move on. And wow, this is a really long podcast. Well, that's okay because this was a really important topic. Um, we we're very excited because we actually received some feedback from the listeners already about the clicker training episode. And we wanted to get to that tonight, but I think we'll just leave that for next time. Um, again, I just want to reiterate that next time may be this Monday or it may be this Thursday, depending on what that hurricane does. So um, please go ahead and check our website and check your downloads because we'll be coming back to you with that next episode as soon as we can. And please remember, as always, if you haven't already, to spay or neuter your dog because it's the best thing that you can do for your furry friend. If you have a question for Tara or a comment about Canine Cast, please leave us a voice message by calling 206-338-DOGS. That's 206-338-3647. Or post a comment on our website at caninecast.com. That's the letter K, the number 9, cast.com.